please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. The following includes conversation relating to cryptocurrency. The information provided and discussed is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Any use of any information has done so at your own risk. DV Radio LLC, as well as the hosts and guests of the show, take no responsibility if you wish to use any of the information in your daily life. Again, the topics discussed are strictly for informational and educational purposes only. I am Chris, the CEO. My name is Paul. I'm the COO. I am Chris, a.k.a. Little Chris, the Chief Technical Officer. My name is Zach. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer, better known as the Win Marketing Officer, because it never gets done, right? Of Affinity long show, we will talk about Affinity, crypto in general, EPOP, blockchain technology, technology, uh, and just talk about anything, whatever the hell we feel like talking about. Get to know us at a little more personal level. Gobbling nonsense. Is there any cursing rules <laughs> or anything? No, you say whatever the fuck you want. I think they'd be more worried. <laughs> if you didn't curse. <laughs> Love these guys. Show me the money. All right. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Affinity Protocol and Happy New Year right here in WDVR, dvradio.net. It is 2023, and this is the first, first podcast of the new year. How's everybody feeling this morning? Oh, you should have brought my kazoo thing downstairs to blow as soon as you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Kazoo thing. No, like the old thing you blow makes noise for New Year's and shit. Little party noisemakers. You ever seen the kazoo kid? I mean, I know what a kazoo is. No, 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 no. You look up the kazoo kid, man. That shit is hilarious. I've got some of those for our son, and last night, that's all he did for like an hour straight. <laughs> and if you tried to use yours, he would tell you you had to do yours quiet. But like those things don't work quiet. They go, they work at one volume, like loud <laughs> as fucking hell. <laughs> you got to use those quiet, not not him though. Exactly. Uh, that's good. That's good. So since it's uh, since it's a new year, let's um, let's recap everybody's year. That sound like fun. Oh god! Sure. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I'm with it. Well, everything everybody did since the beginning of 2022 up until now. That fell well, in the hour. Uh, you can start, Zach. I mean, yeah. I'll play. I mean, I moved from my. I, I can fill out four hours. What you mean? Yeah, I mean, nobody really cares. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think that's the more important part there. Fuck the story. No, but it, I mean, in reality, though, it has been pretty crazy and productive and in many ways interesting and awesome. Yeah. You're just all over the damn place. I think that's how you, that's basically the gist of 2022. I'll tell you. I agree with that because I mean, like, in comparative to at least from when we've started, right? Uh, you know, our first year was busy to say the least. Not that this year wasn't any less busy, but our first year was busy with the, the market. You know, the sentiment itself was extremely high. 
um, alongside everything that we were trying to do. Um, I actually feel like within the first year and a half of us doing this, I don't think we really got any downtime. Um, and then coming into the second year, you know, with the market reversing, sentiment lowering a little bit, not towards us, but, you know, towards the overall market, people are realizing they got to go back to the grind and all that fun shit. Um, that last bull run wasn't the one to make them a millionaire. They get away for the next one, you know? So, uh, I think in this time, you know, while we've been able to build and still stay busy, it hasn't been as overcumbering as the previous year. Yeah. Um, you know, I know specifically myself, like this holiday, I was able to actually take some time to go see family I haven't seen in a long time. Granted, I'm back in a new, you know, back in New Hampshire. I haven't been in New Hampshire in four years. Uh, but still, like, I was actually able to go and do those things. Whereas the past couple of years, I don't think uh, we would have had the time to. Yeah, I can feel that. It was uh, definitely a different feel. But in many ways, it was actually, you know, better, even though. You know, with the, uh, like you said, the market being down and, and that's, that's pretty much everywhere. You know, we got a lot of stuff going on right now with the economy and everything. So stock market's down. Everything's not looking so great. Housing market's coming down, everything else. So, uh, but with that, it, it kind of brought in many ways, um, you know, some, some good stuff with it, right? We're seeing, you know, more, more building happening, less, uh, you know, just flat out hype, less, mean bullshit uh which also means less and i just say less because they still exist everywhere uh less scams and less rug pulls uh because it's not as easy right when we when we first came on the scene it was um you know bsc was in its its prime for just bullshit launching like every day tens of if not hundreds of bullshit tokens launching. And more, more honeypots floating yeah. around in an episode of Winnie the Pooh, you know what I'm saying? Right? <laughs> so that's I, that's one of the good things it brought uh, for the market right now with the downturn. Literal tokens called seven-day honeypots, you feel me? Right. <laughs> yeah. Squid right. Games token. <laughs> oh, shit. Nah, I, I totally agree with you on that one. There, I mean, there's always going to be... Your flavors. Thanks, <laughs> flavors. Yeah, there's always going to be BS in the market, but there was definitely a lot less BS this year than the year previous, without a doubt. Hey, I'll be honest. That's one of the things that I'm not looking forward to when the next bull run comes, because you know it's going to come back. I just hope it doesn't come back as strong, but you know it's going to... We had a couple a couple weeks where things were looking better, and we did. We had a bunch of freaking meme tokens popping up and people promoting them and pushing them. I seen it all over fucking Twitter. I hate it. I hate it. And I don't want, I, I'm not looking forward to that coming back. No, I agree. I agree 100%. Speak yourself. I like laughing at people. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is. Kind of humorous. It's sad and humorous and disappointing and all that other shit. But it also it it, it clouds up the market. You know, it makes it more difficult for legitimate shit to be seen. Honestly. Yeah, but one good thing that comes from a bull run, though, right, is not just that that money is flowing and and people are are making profit. Well, not I guess these. 
Oh, excuse me. Sorry. For anyone listening, I'm not feeling the greatest today. So, um, you get my normal ear voice plus sickness. Uh, but one good thing that comes from a bull market is it, it promotes diversification of your portfolio, right? Because you can take profits from one area. You can move, you can either choose to reinvest those profits in wherever you got them, or you can take those profits and move them to somewhere else. You know, hopefully you find a good legitimate project and stuff like that, but it gives you the opportunity to really kind of bolster your portfolio so that you, uh, you stand to make more money. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. Uh, any, unfortunately, you know, we always have the same mantras. You know, never invest what you can afford. I love the same bullshit. But um, in these times, you can really perfect your trading plan, what your risk tolerance is, you know, what you intend to do going forward into the next bull run. Um, look at the mistakes that you made in the last bull run. Um, you know, where you lost money, where you made money, how you made money, how you lost money, things of that nature. Not necessarily rugs, because I will say that there are circumstances out there that you can't tell when something is going to rug. I think it's all of us have been probably uh, victim to it at this point. Um, whereas there's some you get into and you're like, this probably will, but I'm going to take my chance. And then there's some where you get into and then it does rug the neck one day and you're like, well, shit, right? So um, I'd like to think that you could just take those out of your loss category, but then look at where you actually made wrong trades or um, you made an investment in which that you thought it was going to go well, but hype died out. Didn't necessarily rug, but hype died out and it wasn't a worthy investment. You know, look at those. Look what went wrong and uh, how you can't fix it going forward. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Live, learn, and move on. Make sure that you're doing it in the right way that you can. I bet you got that above you. You got that in your kitchen, don't you? I do, man. It makes you your live, laugh, love, and your affinity yeah. symbol. <laughs> I do. Get that tattooed on the inside of his lower lips. <laughs> Check this out. Lower lip. Try his lower back. You feel me? Oh, yeah. oh man. <laughs> Come on, man. But it's true, right? But you got to make sure that what you're doing, you don't put yourself in, in a position where you can't move on and then, you know, in an easy way. So if you throw all your eggs in one basket or if, you, if you're if you too high risk all the time, well, then, you know, you're going to get liquidated or wiped out pretty quick, potentially, and then it's much more difficult to make that comeback if something unfortunate does happen and you end up making wrong decisions. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to come back. And that's why you always hear, don't invest what you can't afford to lose because you want to make sure that you can continue on and be successful. That's what we're all here for. We want to see everybody successful. And, you know, that's, that's kind of the mantra of affinity. Uh, you know, not the, not financial advice. Obviously, we're not saying that you throw all your money in affinity, you're going to become wealthy, but we can guarantee that we are going to do our best to continue pushing forward and make affinity the best damn BSC, Algorand, Algorand. and beyond uh, token and platform and products and company that we possibly can. So uh stick with us. Uh, right. Uh twenty twenty three though, what do you guys like what are you seeing? What are you envisioning for this year for yourselves, for you know, whatever the company, for your personal lives? What do we got going on for this year? What's your plans? What's your 
in my fucking truck this year. Hey, yeah. I'm getting a new car too. Dang, actually. <laughs> I am not getting that car. Man, that 04 Honda Accord I got, I got, I think I only got like a year or two left. I guess you Yeah. As long as it gets me from point A to point B, it'll, it'll be fine with me. But once it stops, I'm getting a new car. I'm saying. Oh, four. I didn't realize this shit was that old. Yeah, man. It's Dang. a classic now. <laughs> it's one, one more year. I think it'll technically be a classic. 20 years old, right? 25. Oh. Damn. I forgot to tell you, too. You guys appreciate this. I think uh, two, two or three weeks ago, I think it was, I was driving home. And old man, you'll know where this is the the Duncan at the uh, at the speedway close to my house. Yes, yes. So I'm driving driving home, right? So I'm coming off that roundabout heading towards my house, and I just see this car coming behind me, and I can already tell. Like I almost got in a wreck just watching this thing go by because it was just really, really, really nice uh, Supra. MK4, MK5. I I didn't get that good of a look at it because <laughs> like I almost wrecked trying to you know old or train new. myself. What's that? Old or new? You can tell old. the difference. Old. Old. Okay, old. okay. Yeah, MK4 is the old one that everybody wants from Fast and Furious. Yeah, I I almost crashed just trying to get a good look at it as it was going by. Okay, Ultra. What color was it? White. I think I actually seen that around where I live as well. Oh, dude, it looked so I, good. Yeah, because I I seen it. Yeah, it was white. I seen it, and it was pretty nice, pretty mint. Yeah, it was. It was looking nice. Nah, I want a Evo X. You want an Evo X? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Not bad. I just I just want a truck so I can successfully go pick up shit from Home Depot that I don't need. I'm not getting a manual though. Oh no, me neither. I'm I'm, my- done with, I'm done with the manual, dude. I'm done with that. I'm just gonna have one <laughs> automatic car, which is gonna be my daily, and then one manual car, which is just be my my fun car. Yeah, I'm not. I was just looking my Corolla again. These knees ain't what they used to be. Exactly. <laughs> I beg to differ compared to last weekend. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, damn. God damn. Nah, nah man, we all know you're, you're the bottom. <laughs> hey, it's okay to swap positions once in a while. <laughs> nah, man, you're, you're a power bottom. We all know I, that. Hey, man. Oh, uh, so, I don't want a car. <laughs> Well, that's because you lame. Nah, man. I mean, that crew is pretty mint, too. It's it's not that old. I think it's 2017, so it, it's got some life left in uh, it. Basically brand new. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I'm going to keep it on the road for me. I think I'm a couple... I think I'm actually only about two payments away from being paid off. So, uh, that'll be good. And I'll just keep it for a few years and one thing I'll say about these new cars, though, they don't make them how they used to. Nah, I mean, like every um, I got a. I'm so old, just saying that. I know, I dude's a, like seventeen, <laughs> talking like that. You gotta think about most of my cars I've owned are from the '90s or early 2000s. 
Yeah, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> okay, so my buddy of mine, he had a uh, Malibu, like 2011. He basically, he rear-ended like a 90s mini Nissan truck. That truck barely had any scratches on it. His Malibu totaled. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they fold right up these days. I know that kind of first thing. That was not even that big of an accident. That thing crumbled. Shit. But that's it. That's it. that's like your big plans. Or two of your big plans is to get new vehicles. You crazy? Oh, I got a fucking kid on the way. What you mean? I got a kid right. on the way. I got a house to get eventually here. Hopefully, this housing market fucking turns around. So, good news. I'll give you some good news. So, I've been monitoring. It's like the, what do you call it? The migrations from the north to the south. If it keeps going, the housing costs in the north should plummet because a lot of people are moving down south. I bet you a bunch of people moving out the Midwest after that fucking cold blast they got. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think Massachusetts, we lost 0.30%. Not enough. Of, uh, of residents? Yeah, definitely not enough. We need more. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. No, I agree. Uh, yeah, I was having a conversation with my brother the other day. He was a real estate agent about all that stuff and what the market's like right now and how it's stagnant because uh it's like nobody wants to buy, nobody wants to sell. So it's kind of like a standoff right now. And something's got to give to one side or the other. And, you know, naturally the, the cycle of things is probably going to go towards the uh towards the, the selling side first uh, until the market gets flooded with inventory and then that'll drive prices down because the more inventory you have, just like Basic economics of supply and demand. The more inventory you have, drives the prices down, and then the buyers will come back in. Plus, uh, we're in the issue where there's not enough houses as well. Yeah, nobody's building. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then, and then uh, con- well, actually, the government wants to pass a, a act or law, whatever, to stop corporations from buying single family houses because that's another issue that's going on. All these corporations buying single family houses and then selling them out. Oh, for yeah. rent, not even like selling them, they're renting them out for prices higher than what the mortgage would be. Yeah. Yeah, I was hearing that the like some of the average rentals right now in Massachusetts is around, I think it was around 1800 bucks a month for a single family. Yep. For wow. A rental. Crazy. I've seen, I seen people renting out single rooms not like the whole apartment just rooms for like 1500 that's damn easy yeah and mind you that 1800 for a single family home or a single family apartment that's not gonna get you in a nice area if you want a nice area you're looking at like two grand plus damn well keep in mind that's uh It'll be investment opportunities. You know? Not financial advice. <clears throat> That's why I said could be. 
You know, you want to talk about diversifying investments, right? That's that's one way to diversify is getting into real estate at the right time. Yeah. At the right time. Uh, yeah. yeah, the problem right now is like these people who are buying homes, it's, if you think about it, it's exactly like crypto or the stock market. You're buying a home that's higher value than it than it's normally is. So when the market crashes, you're losing value on your home. While those people who bought earlier, before this housing market uh, skyrocketed, they're making a bunch of money right now if they sell their home. Oh, absolutely. It's the name of the game. Just like with any any investment is buy low, sell high. If you're going to sell or rent it out or whatever, obviously that's the big difference between real estate and stocks or crypto or whatever is, uh, you know, you can't, you can't rent out your stocks um, <laughs> or your crypto and make money on renting it out. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to sell it, yeah, you buy low, sell high. But right now, what, what's weird about this market is the interest rates going up and the price is still still high. And that's why there's a kind of that standoff, because new people coming to the market or investors don't want to necessarily pay these prices and have to deal with, uh, you know, six and a half, seven percent interest rate uh, while also paying a premium price. So. Uh, if the prices come down, then the interest rate doesn't seem as bad, right? And you can always refinance out of an interest rate. You can't change whatever you pay for a bottom line. So I think I think once you see the prices come down and then interest rates kind of, I think they're going to settle back into around the five range at some point. Whenever they do come back down, uh, that's when I think you're going to see another cycle come into the, the housing and real estate market. Maybe late spring, summertime. I don't know. That's my thought. That's my opinion on that. Or, and hear me out on this, you could be like me and be working for someone that promises they're going to win a contract. So you go and buy a house and get a closing date right at the height of COVID and they don't win the contract. You know, you could do that. Yeah, you could do that too. You could try that out. See how it works. <laughs> Not recommended, but you know, you could. Bro, I was getting my oil changed when I had to call you, but when I, we had to call in to find out we didn't win. Yeah, it sucked. That sucked. Everything happened for a reason, though, right? Because if that didn't happen, we wouldn't have went and worked where we did work. We wouldn't have met Chris. We wouldn't have, everything wouldn't have fell into place, and we wouldn't be sitting here right now on Affinity Protocol talking to everybody. Yeah, with the couple of people that are listening right now. Oh, you're not yes. wrong, but it doesn't change the fact that I probably can't go back to that Jiffy Lube again. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Yeah, that, that, was, that was your first mistake going into the Jiffy Lube. There was a lot, a lot of F-bombs being drawn. <laughs> the amount of horror stories I heard from Jiffy Lube, absurd. I didn't have a problem with it, really. I mean, I've heard people, like, there's this one story that they got their oil changed. The technician didn't put the oil drain plug back on. Oh, my God. Yeah. And there's another one that he, well, I don't know if it's he or she, but the technician basically tightened it. They basically used a impact gun to tighten the oil drain, which is a big no-no. Because if you strip oh. those bolts, you got to change the whole oil pan. Oh, yeah. 
No, I, I had I had a a free oil change because <clears throat> my wife my wife doesn't monitor her oil change stuff, right? Like I, I don't know why, but like the the inside of her windshield where like they typically like put the sticker saying like when you're due for an oil change next, it never stays on her car. So I typically monitor and stuff like that. So there was one there was one particular like Sunday that I went to go uh uh, get, get the oil changed, and it looked like there was a, a difference between what they had advertised online for what time they opened versus what time they were actually opening. You know, everyone was adjusting hours due to COVID and stuff like that. So I showed up at what was supposed to be the opening time, and it was there was already like six other cars there. Like it was going to be a busy day for them, and everyone's sitting around, no one's there. Finally, a dude like gets dropped off to go in and unlock the door, and these people just start like pestering the fuck out of him like why aren't you open it's it's not it's like it's nine ten, and like he's like look i'm sorry there's a sign right here on the door we don't open till 10 like i I understand when this is online but we don't have the ability to change that we, we like you know, how it's franchised out and stuff like that we we can't do it big corporate has to change it online like we can't do that so all these people are heckling him and stuff like that and you know me i'm hard of hearing so i, I just roll down my window and I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I can't hear a, a, like a damn thing you're saying. He's like, we're on until 10. I was like, all right, cool, man. I'll, I'll see you next week. Have a good one. And he was like, I was the only one that was just like, all right, whatever. And went to drive away. And he was like, Hey, hold on one second. And he runs inside. He comes out and he gives me like a coupon. He's like, come back next time. You get it for free. I was like, Oh, hell yeah. So wife needed an oil change though. So I ended up going somewhere else. But then I brought my car for the next oil change to get it for free. And it just so happened be sitting there and then you get a call from Chris. Hey man, we got to hop on this conference call. It's about the contract. So that's how that went down. Uh, at least it was the free oil change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know the only thing you heard out of that entire bit that I just gave was free. Free, I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right. Heard part of it. So I'm saying. He was like, oh, wait, hold on. I got to listen and pay attention to how it led up to being free. I guess I can get it for free myself. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's, that's kind of my New Year's resolution is to see how much free shit that I can get. And I heard the government's giving away all kinds of stuff. You see that $1.7 trillion spending bill? Uh, yep. A lot of free shit. Yeah, disability went up. The pay raise for... Active duty members went up, all that. Pretty sure retirement pay went up as well. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. Did you get full? You got a nice bump. Did you get full retirement or did you get the, like, the beginning stages? Because you know how it goes up, like, 2.75% each year you stay in after 20 or some shit like that? Bro, I got nothing right now, not till I turn sixty. Oh, oh yeah, because you're a reserve. Retirement. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. It, it, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I got you six, active duty. Yeah, I got sure. six oh, yeah. years active. And the rest of it was so even though like I was active with government in uniform, but I was I was title thirty two technician. For probably 11 years. So I have six years active, about 11 that I was full time, but it was in a civilian status where you actually wear the uniform, but you're still technically a civilian. 
So it doesn't count towards your military service. And then the rest of it, I was in the guard until I retired, just straight, straight guards. Man, you got like two years left. You be all right. Two years left. Oh, I'm 60. Damn. That's fucked up, man. Damn. He said you old as dirt. Damn. Nah, but I'm getting there. Getting there. My birthday is next month. Getting there. Oh, that's right. Your birthday is next month. Oh, speaking of, what'd you do for your uh, wedding anniversary? Nothing, man. We eat Chinese food like we always do. <laughs> Can't complain about that. Was it good Chinese well, it food? It was though? good, man. It was good. What, what'd you get? Everything. You get spare ribs? Yeah, man. Okay, that's boneless or boning? Nah, boneless, dude. Okay, you're doing it right then. Yeah, you're doing it right. Boneless. boneless. Yeah, got everything, dude. A little, little bit of, uh, so the good thing is, is, um, the place we go to is, is like, it has, uh, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, like they do a lot of different dishes. You Yo, know, where'd you go? Uh, Asia. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so went there. They got I mean, a lot the wife of and the kid went there a little bit ago. They're good. They're definitely good. And it's tough to find, you know, good Chinese or, or Asian food in general around here. But that place is definitely, definitely holds what its you, own. What you think about Great Wall right down the road? Uh, not a huge fan. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, my opinion, it, it it's, even though it's a small place, right? It's, you walk in there and you're like, oh, this has probably got some real good food. Cause you know, it's one of those small places that, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit, a little bit dingy. And you're like, you know, those mm-hmm. are typically the best food, but it's, in my opinion, it's not. It's, it's, uh, but the rice is crunchy. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, that don't that don't sound good. No, dude, I've I've, I've been there too. I just wanted to see what he would say. Yeah, chicken kind of soggy. How it was? Yeah, dude, that's that's how I judge like an American Chinese food place, Chinese American, whatever you want to call it. That's how I judge it, man. It's how crispy their chicken is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh that the it's like doughy, like they don't fry it all the way. The batter is still like yeah, there's like there's no cornstarch in in any of it. Like yeah. it's it's not crispy. What I judge is how, like, you know how when you barbecue, like, ribs or whatever, how, like, barbecued their spare ribs is. If it has, like, the char marks on it, I know it's about to be good. Oh, yeah. The other thing, too, is the sauce, right? On, not only on the ribs, but also in the, on the teriyaki, right? If It's got to be sticky. Like, not not real wet. I want it to be semi dry right, and sticky. Well, when because when it's when it's not sticky, when it's wet, that's how you get soggy. No matter how you fry up the chicken, that's sticky icky. Yeah, yeah. Especially on the beef teriyaki, man. You get that if it ain't if it ain't semi. Like I want it to be, you know, like halfway between. Uh, you know, like a we we get like a regular steak and some uh. Some jerky. I wanted to be halfway between that. So that's what I'm saying. Gotta be sticky, semi dry. That's good shit. But yeah. Anyway, it was good. We typically get Chinese on New Year's like everybody else too, but this year we did not. Uh, last night we went to, you know, we just went and got burritos because it was the first year, I think, since having kids that we actually did not have any kids in the house last night. Oh, damn. They went to in-laws? Yeah, they went to my in-laws. So 
like like you would expect any other lame ass old couple to do. The wife and I basically just went and bounced around to a bunch of like stores last night. <laughs> went to like CVS and Walgreens and you know ran some errands and shit. Um, and then we just went and got burritos and you know walked around a little bit more and uh, came home and watched a couple episodes. We're still we're still finishing up Cobra Kai. I know the season ended a long time ago, or released a long time ago, but we've been slow playing it. So we watched a couple yeah. episodes of that, and then uh, that was kind of it. Oh, man, I still haven't caught up to the new season. Damn, way behind. New I season, so many shows like a year to watch. Ago. Yeah, I know. So we, I think we got two episodes left, and then we're, we're done because I think season five is the last season. I'm gonna be honest. I stopped watching that show after they just started getting in fights everywhere. Yeah, I was like, this, this, I can't do this, man. They would have been arrested a long time ago, right? Like, <laughs> but gonna get for no disturbing the peace charge. Come on now. Speaking of shows, you guys watch The Boys? Yeah, man. I'm you seen you seen the spinoff? The spinoff looks pretty good. Oh no, I hadn't seen the spinoff. It's called uh, Gen V. Okay. So basically, imagine like it, it's not. It has like the boys aspect to it, like gory and really cynical and making fun of society and all that. But imagine yeah. it like me and Zach's generation. So okay. it's just a bunch of snowflake ass bitches. <laughs> no, you, it's actually the opposite. It's the opposite, actually. It's like not. Cause me and Zach, we fall in like that weird, that weird generational period where we're not Gen Z, but we're on the end, the end of uh, millennials. So like we had like VHS, we were there for like the internet becoming popular, that part, but we're not completely Gen Z. Like it's weird that 1996 through 1999, it's just a weird period. It's like those kids. I agree. Like the kids that really don't give a fuck about life anymore. And I graduated in 97. Oh, my God. You mean 79? Not me. 97, bro, I graduated. Bro, you're so old. Oh, Wait, you graduated college in 97? <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so we had this conversation last night. I spent a couple hours on, uh, they did a special barracks talk on, uh, here on DV radio last night for New Year's. And I jumped on, I think I got on about quarter of 11. We were on there till about 1230. And, uh, I, I asked him this question because wife and I, uh, last night we were, we were talking about generations, like kind of reminded me of this in decades. So when you look back at all the decades, I mean, we're talking going all the way back to like the twenties and yeah, I would say the twenties and thirties and then the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, and nineties all have very distinct cultural aspects, pop culture, uh, you know, uh, whether it's, uh, uh, fashion, uh, you know, whatever else it is very, very distinct. And what I mean by that is I could have, and people do it all the time, a themed party today and theme it in any one of those decades. And somebody could walk into my, into my house and immediately know what decade that theme is. I think that stopped after the nineties. I cannot think 
And maybe it's because, again, because you, you know, we joke, but maybe it's because I'm older. Maybe Chris or Zach, you, maybe you can enlighten me. What is it about the 2000s that would be recognizable and noticeable? If you were to have a, a 20 to 2010 themed decade party right now, what would it look like? I think it's, uh, I, I, I agree with you. Boy, 100%. Man. No. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, I think now everything is clean, right? So everything is, what I mean by that is neutral colors, sharp edges, um, you know, glass, you know, stuff that is not too gaudy, but also you know, still enlightens the area, uh, my opinion, you know. So, so if you want to have a party, it would just be some normal-ass shit? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you're not going to go fucking, I mean, you know, I'm not going to go get fucking, uh, I don't know, some suede and or some leather or, you know, back in the, what was it, the fucking, the 60s, we go get some fucking, some, some, some shag rugs and shit. Like, no, nah, yeah. I mean about that. And hell no. Nah. <laughs> Fuck. I'll also add to oh. that is the whole e-boy and e-girl thing. Because e-boy, e-girl, like the whole scene where it's not emo, but it's like a modern-day emo type of thing. Like, like, you like you know, Lil Peep? I mean, I think that's a niche. That's a, that's a, uh, a, a niche decor. Um, yeah, but so was Jinko Jeans. Yeah, I would say like 2000 through 2010 is like more of a combination of the earlier generations. 2000 2010 is like Fallout Boy. Like you're right. Like it's the emo era stuff like that. But I don't think that there was a specific decor in which that people went by. Like I, honestly, people have started to. I think when we yes, saw the yes, decor, there, yes, there was. That was dudes in girl pants, wasn't it? True. <laughs> Apple bottom jeans. We're, we're not talking about what people are wearing, though. We're talking about if you're going to what a room setting would be going into a lively party. Oh, both, everything, everything. Obviously, the easy, the the, the low hanging fruit in this whole thing would be music because music just changes. All the yeah. time, right? So that's easy. That's that's a no-brainer. You can just pick any band or any any hip-hop artist or whatever from that time period and play that music, and it's going to be recognizable as from that time. Uh, but I'm talking I was like... speaking more like architecturally-wise. Yeah. Like, yeah, what, that's what I'm talking about. If, said, like, if, and, if you were going to yeah. have one of those parties, <clears throat> what decorations and shit like, would you go get that would be true to that decade? I, like I said, I think it's like... Again, bright lights, you know, nice chandeliers, stuff like that is stuff that's really going to encompass a room where it's not too gaudy by the wallpaper or, uh, you know, encompassing by just crazy ass, like a fucking bear rug. You know, I think we're well (laughs) past that time. Um, I really think that people like to be neutral and just have a, uh, especially with all the the darkness that we've gone through the past few years, um, have some type of light about them, but maybe that's just me. At least when I look at houses and shit like that, now I see a lot of windows, see a lot of sharp edges. You see a lot of concrete buildings. I can Uh, see what you're saying, especially white living rooms. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of skylight buildings now, you know, there's a lot of openness to buildings. Um, 
you know, people are wanting to build out. Obviously, there's not much land anymore, but people are actually wanting to build out now. Uh, so what you're saying is, for the near future, probably the next 50 years, everybody's going to continue to reach back to, like, the 80s and 90s if they're going to do any kind of decade-themed party. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing else. Like, yes. after the 90s, it kind of, like I said, it kind of died. There's no real, like, theme. Well, any decade. If you're doing like a decade party excluding the decor, I think you can reach back to the 2000s. Um, but if you're doing it with the decor, yeah, 90s, 80s, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just weird to me. Because if you're doing non-decor, like you can do like Fall Out Boys, Green Day, Paramore, stuff like that. I, I guess Green Day stretched that. It's still going, but that's they were they got going in the 90s. Yeah, but but they like they got going in the nineties, but they're very very popular in the two thousands. To my okay. knowledge, so I, I got a question about well, that. Dookie, then. Dookie came out, I think, in like nineties ninety five, ninety five. Yeah, I think it was ninety five. Their, their biggest, most popular album was Dookie. That was ninety five. I got a question about that then. What impact do you think the technology era where the internet really, really took off, you know, in that 2000s decade has had an effect on the ability to really kind of hammer one specific area down that would be appropriate, as you would name it, for having a decade-themed party? I think it's huge. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very, very huge. Everybody's able to be them, you know, their own selves at this point. They're able to order or go and acquire anything that they would want to make, you know, to present themselves or their home or anything that they do. Whereas obviously people could only buy the stuff that's on the shelves. Um, so like, I really think that the dawn of the internet and shipping and all this fun shit has really, kind of deviated away from everybody doing the same thing. You know, we went through the, the disco era and stuff like that. Like everybody dressed the same, you know, cause that was the, the, the clothes that you could acquire. That was what was hot. Right. Which of course we saw the same things, but there's a lot of shit that's quote unquote hot depending on the niche that you're in. Yeah. Plus uh, to add to what Zach was saying, if you wanted to really look at, like see what style you wanted, you would have to look at magazines and whatnot. And what did the magazines have? Yes. Same style of clothing. Well, you can go on Google images or Pinterest or whatever and look at a variety of different styles that you can make your style. Yep. I mean, I don't disagree or, or, or agree with any of it. I just found that interesting that how that changed and it happened to, it was like right after the, the, the dawn of the new century. Like it just seemed to fizzle uh, out. The new millennium. I mean, that, you know, both. There's a society. We're getting boring. I yeah. think Paul really hit it on the head with that though. I think it really was the dawn of the internet that changed it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're becoming more um, boring as a society. We're just becoming more free as a society. Like, like Zach was saying, you can do whatever you want, dress as however you want now. Oh, right, because it's because it's the information in, information age. You want info yeah. on anything? It's at your fingertips. I did find out last night. Apparently, there's parties where 
where pe- people go and they wear headphones. Yeah, silent parties. Yeah, like there's no actual silent music stuff. playing. Everybody's just listening to their own thing on their own headphones. Well, it's the same thing. Like, well, at least what I've seen is there's still a DJ, but the DJ is playing it through the headphones, not through speakers. Oh, I, the way it was explained to me was like everybody showed up with their own shit so you can listen to your own music whatever you like whatever your interests are on your own headphones i mean there's probably that too that's but, fucking weird yeah that would be weird as fuck <laughs> i should have stayed home but i'm here <laughs> at least the ones i've seen where like this all listen to the same music from what i've like seen on reddit posts and reviews it's still fun it's mainly for areas where it's like they have um, noise like noises and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like if you want to have like a huge rave in New York where it's like crowded, that would probably be more of a scene where uh, you can have those silent uh, discos or silent raves, whatever you want to call them. How do you how do you communicate? Is everybody like on Discord and shit through their headphones? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that wouldn't be silent, dog. Well, well you, I, I you still communicate. You still communicate. Like you, you know, you take off one headphone or whatever. Yeah, that'd be so strange. I didn't, when you first walk in there before you put your headphones on. It's all quiet and shit. People are dancing around like, like jackasses. You're like, the fuck? I gotta put your headphones on. Yeah, imagine yeah, being the one who's not wearing his responsibilities. Yeah, your headphone battery dies. <laughs> Look around, you're like, wait, oh, fuck, why am I here? <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all strange, man. Damn I mean, it's not, it's not new, though. It's new to me. It's like, you know how, like, with technology, this, like, the internet itself is new, like, in relatively speaking, years that yeah. We've been around a society. Um, if you're looking at in that view, it is new, like in comparison to the internet, but it's been around for a decent while of time. If you want to count like 10, 15 years for as long as Ray's been going on, uh, I would say it's probably been around as well. That's crazy. Yeah. Now I got to find one. I got to go. I got to go see this. <laughs> Let me know next time. You old ass walking in there. <laughs> hey, can I just hook this right up to my hearing aid? <laughs> Where do I plug? Hey, do I plug in right here? Is this where I plug in? Hey, man, they do make Bluetooth hearing aids. <laughs> I gotta check it out, man. I would. You darn kids. Turn your music down. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's gonna cut down on the noise complaints pretty significantly. Yep. I mean, also, I would say it's also uh, safer, too, because when you do go to a rave and then you leave, you can't hear anything because the music's so loud. This guy mentions rave and then safer in the same sentence. There ain't nothing like, I'm, safe about a rave, I'm, bro. I'm talking about audio-wise. <laughs> like, I know you have tinnitus. It's like you leave the rave. It's like your tinnitus is acting up. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't got tinnitus. Then Paul would understand that. I mean, yep, VHS, I, I don't have it. Just my daughter got some headphones for Christmas from uh, 
her fiance, so uh, her fiance's dad, and uh, my kid has been gone. Um, she's just been gone ever since she got headphones. <laughs> Left the house, never, never to be seen again. Right. In the whole world. Yeah, straight up, we can fucking call her name. Nothing. I was single goddamn. It's like, oh, okay, fuck me today, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> straight up. Probably playing Roblox with those headphones, too. Oh, she is. Yeah, yeah. And some new game she found called Rec Room. Oh, That's, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. VR, too, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I got that. It's no different from my son. He just don't listen. <laughs> I think that's just a toddler thing, to be honest. Man, you put, you put oh, bubble cuppies on that TV. Somebody could get murdered right next to him, and he wouldn't hear a damn thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're talking about what's for lunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> it's time for lunch. He'll start singing along while like someone's laying dead next to him. Man. I don't miss that shit. You seen the the new hype for these kids, Bluey? Oh, dude, yeah, we are for avid Bluey fans. Fucking right, we are. I'm talking, yeah. you talking to the right people right now, guy. Yeah, you know, sir. I'm just learning this. I'm about to be seeing on Facebook. Do you know Miss Rachel? Miss uh, Rachel. Apparently, she's like a good kids YouTube channel where like it helps develop kids. Like there was like a review that she had her daughter watching uh, Miss Rachel since she was basically born. Start speaking when she was one, like pretty decent sentences and counting and shit. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I had this bitch. What's her name again? Miss Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I got another one. Another one on the way. How much a month? Sound like an overachiever. It's one of those YouTube channels that for the first like five minutes or whatever seems all good and they're like, Yo, your parents gone. What's <laughs> 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 that thing that went around shit. for a little bit? Um I do I know what you're talking about, the the little that face thing. Oh Momo. Yeah. Yeah. Momo. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that freaked my kids out, bro. That's all I heard about for fucking weeks. Momo? Yeah. yeah. It's just like this thing that was like popping up on random videos and like like go kill your parents and like shit like that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Like wow. Man, these kids would not survive in uh the uh, scary game age. No. Nah. Dead space. Dead space would ruin no, some of these kids. No, I'm talking about the scary game, like scary maze game. The little flash game that like you'd go through a whole maze and then something like a pop uh, pop scare would come up. Uh, the only thing I ever played was like Slenderman stuff like that. I did try that shit. That shit like you, you never played flash games like on Newgrounds or stuff like that. No, oh, good old Newgrounds. Yeah, I love Newgrounds. You know Mini Clip, right? Mini Clip. Yeah, I had George Bush shootout on it. I think so. And then there's Board dot com. Mm-hmm. Mini clips actually shut down. Did it? Yeah, randomly. People were pissed. You know, when when I was in active duty, Newgrounds was actually open on the uh, on Nipper. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> they hadn't had the proxies and all the other shit to shut it down at that point. I mean, we're talking in ninety eight, ninety nine. Uh, you know, so Newgrounds is available <laughs> on Nipper in the military. It's pretty cool. Speaking of, I really, uh, when I was in Okinawa, we were on Typhoon Watch, just 
Morning at Tyson when I was supposed to hit the Philippines and whatnot. They literally unblocked almost every website. So I was just sitting in the little network operation center just playing flash games the whole time. <laughs> playing Happy Wheels. <laughs> I actually had uh installed uh Battlefield nineteen forty two with the Desert Combat mod on our network. because <laughs> um, it it's still the case, probably said game's real old where you could just package it. You didn't have to actually do an install. You just package it and then deploy it into a saved folder somewhere. Yeah, so we had that on our network. Oh, I remember. I didn't. I didn't get to play it, but they had a classified Minecraft server. Oh shit! Yeah, because like same thing. You don't need a. You don't need to install it or anything like that. It's just a. It's just a uh, portable file. Yeah. Same thing with the server files. You don't need administrative privileges for it. Oh shit! Yeah, back in the day, it was better. But hey, so for the last seven minutes or so before we wrap up the uh, the New Year Affinity Protocol, talk a little bit about what we got we got going on and what we're doing as Affinity. Going into the new year. All right. So we got a lot of shit, a lot of shit planned, a lot of stuff ongoing, a lot of, a lot of good things coming. Um, do want to mention, obviously, with uh, the staking or yield farming or however you want to categorize it, we're going to continue to call it staking. Uh, coming really, really soon, hopefully within the next couple of weeks or so. And then all the other. All the other products that are slated for this new year. Bridge. Extremely excited about that. That'll be coming over the next, uh, you know, two, three months. Uh, we'll be at least going into testing, hopefully within the next couple months, getting that all, uh, you know, buttoned up, make sure everything's operating and functioning the way it needs to. Everything else, man, like, Zach was talking about earlier, this this last year and a half has been quite busy, good ride, looking forward to everything that's going to come in 2023, no games, all products. What we can do. Yeah. yeah, let's talk, don't forget about the adapt overhaul, back end and front end, um, and then mobile app. Yeah, I forget about that. Can't forget about the mobile app. Something, one thing I do want to mention about the mobile app, even though we did take the most difficult route to make the mobile app, it it does open up a lot of more potential because we understand how Web3 um, SDKs or software development kits work across native platforms. Yeah, you're right. And for for the the few people that are going to listen to this, and I'm sure next Friday, Friday we can talk about it a little bit more. Um, we have a larger audience, but it's important to note when it, when you're dealing with any of this shit and you're developing anything is, you know, absolutely things can be built and and pushed out in a lot, in some cases within a matter of a couple of weeks, uh, if not a couple of months, but. At that point, now you're going to have to 
do a lot more to really open up the doors for future proofing and usability and all that, rather than taking, like you said, the harder path, the harder road up front, taking more time, potentially having delays. Like, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We've had a lot of delays with this mobile app and, you know, it, it doesn't make me very happy about it, but it, it is the way it goes. If you want to have something that can be built on and expanded easier, um, have something more secure, have something, um, like I said, future proofed where, you know, in three to six months, as we're adding new features or things change, it's not, well, we have to go back to the drawing board and redesign the whole goddamn thing. That happens way too much because people are just trying to push shit out. They're like, oh, we just got to do something. Whether it's to drive hype, whether it's to, you know, just quiet people from the wind stuff. That's not the road we ever want to take. So, yeah, it's been delay after delay with certain things on the mobile app. And we are taking the hard, the harder path. Uh, but in the end, it's going to it's going to set us up uh, in, in the best position for the future. You know, yeah. one thing I would like to add is that uh, Web3 in itself is already new and is not that well, there's documentation out there, how to use it, the theoreticals and stuff like that. But still new. There's not as much documentation as, let's say, Web2, how to uh, code and develop on Web2. And then now you're adding um, working with Web3 on native, uh, native, what do you call it? Native devices, which is basically fuck all uh, documentation on that. Yes, so <laughs> we're basically, we have to refer to another language that's close, but it's not completely the same as what we're coding the application in, and then basically try to convert that into native code and use theoreticals to make it function and stuff like that. Yeah, and and specifically the mobile app, but with just about everything else that we are developing, is we're, we're doing things with other products in mind, right? We have to make sure that it works with a multitude of wallets, and other applications, like as we develop stuff, because if it doesn't, a multitude of blockchains, really, yeah, and blockchains and everything else. Because if it doesn't, then it's living in its own bubble in its own silo. I mean, how many damn wallets are there right now? You know, and how many do you have on your phone? I know I have, I have two, um, but there's a lot. Uh, I mean, I could probably name at least ten right now, just that are functioning with uh, BSC. Never mind the ones that are independent of their own blockchains. Man, I know you have more than two wallets on your phone. I don't. MetaMask? Oh, that's true. I don't really use Trust it on wallet. my phone, but I do have it. Trust Wallet, SafePal, ParaWallet. I mean, you got me. But I, I, I have two <laughs> that I use. I did just recently install ParaWallet. That's right. Uh, MetaMask, I don't really use on my phone, but I do have it for testing purposes. Uh, but basically, Trustwell and SafePal are the only ones that I really, like, use. Uh, but yeah, this, you can go down the gambit of damn, damn wallets, and, you know, what we have to make is shit that interacts with as many as, as possible, rather than putting things in their own applications that only work within their own system. Yeah, because you don't want to have basically the same application three times on your mobile phone, but just for different blockchains. That's yeah. inconvenient. Yeah. So it's a lot to it. 
It makes sense. Whether you believe it or not, it does. <laughs> but it is 11 o'clock. And I know we've all had, and, and I'm not sure, like I said, it is New Year's Day. I'm sure there's a lot of people stayed up late. Not sure how many people actually got up to listen to us at 10 a.m. this morning. Uh, hopefully, we get more people that will listen to this recording uh, once it's processed and comes out on the podcast. But anybody that did tune in this morning, we appreciate you coming out uh, and listening. Obviously, to, to our friends over in uh, uh, Europe and, and beyond, uh, it's a little bit later for you. So, you know, maybe you did get to sleep in. Uh, but I do hope you all had a fantastic new year and you're looking forward to 2023 as much as we are. Uh, let's get off on the right foot. Let's start things off. Just amazing. See where it goes. Uh, anybody else have anything that they want to add before we close out the show for today? Yeah, I just want to say, uh, you know, obviously we all have our own goals in mind. We all, you know, as a company, individually, stuff like that. Um, I definitely want to say that I'm going to going to be looking at all of our analytics of where we present ourselves. Uh, obviously, here, um, if you had seen the tweet, you would might have seen that I noticed I had said that we're going to be on <clears throat> other platforms going forward. Um, I didn't want to do it initially for this first one, just because anybody who does listen. Yeah, you know where to tune in. Um, not that we're not going to be on DV Radio. We're still going to stay on there. But uh, like I said, I've been just looking at analytics and how we can't grow our outreach, stuff like that. And the way we're going to do that is, of course, always by ease of use. Um, obviously, we appreciate Bo. We appreciate DV Radio and everything they do for us. Um, that's why we're still going to stay here. Um, but going forward, we're probably going to broadcast on at least Twitch and probably YouTube going forward. Uh, that way we can possibly attract other users over there. Um, and then again, continue to grow. Uh, other things like Twitter, Reddit, stuff like that are going to get complete overhauls. Um, we're going to be migrating to a new Twitter handle soon anyways. <clears throat> Same account, just different handle. Um, so little stuff is going to be happening over the next couple months. Uh, to help sustain our longevity from a marketing perspective um, over the course of the next however long. We're talking years, not anytime soon, but we're talking years. Um, but this is also needed. You know, you need a refresher once in a while. You got to hit the drawing board. Uh, you got to look at what's working, what's not, and you got to fix it. So uh, that's going to be my big goal going over the next 30 days. Uh, and then obviously implementing it before the 30 days, but then going forward over the next 30 days, you'll see a big change in everything. Um, and then, yeah, we're just going to stay consistent. Um, so the next Affinity podcast, uh, Affinity Protocol, sorry, is going to be on the 15th. We will have Affinity Friday uh, coming up. <coughs> Excuse me. Is that the, not this Friday, but the following, right? Uh, I have weeks, right? Yeah. Yes. So uh, it'll be next week. I, don't know, I just show up when people tell me to show up. So next Friday on the 13th, we will have Affinity Friday. And then, uh, no, it's this Friday. Yes, yeah, this Friday. This Friday. I'm tripping. Sorry. Sorry. This Friday, we'll have Affinity Friday. And the following Sunday, so the 15th, will be Affinity Protocol. Why do I feel like, oh, no, because we, we staggered everything, so we're going to have to fix this. Uh, something we'll go over as a team. Um, so Yeah, we started anyways. moving shit around because of the holidays. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll fix it all going into the new year, or I will at least. And then uh, come our team meeting here on Tuesday, we'll we'll have our schedule in place going into the year. Um, and I may even go as far as all the way until the end of the year. That way we don't run into the same debacle that we ran into this year. Um, so that's it out of me. Yeah, I got nothing. Happy New Year. About to go to brunch. <laughs> I got yeah. nothing for me. All right, awesome. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Anybody that's listening to this recording, again, we hope you have a, a great year. And uh, we look forward to many, many more Affinity Protocols going forward. We will talk to you soon. But for now, we are out. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Radio.